Soccer Nation, your authoritative source for NCAA Division I collegiate soccer, hosted by Oklahoma Sooners head coach Matt Mott, Rice Owls head coach Brian Lee, and the Duke Blue Devils head coach Robbie Church. They've got the insights, strategies, and insider stories you won't hear anywhere else. From recruiting to national championships, the coaches have it covered. So lace up and let's hit the pitch with Coach Mott, Coach Lee, and Coach Church. College Soccer Nation, we are here for a pod on Tuesday, September 19th. My name is Matt Mott. Head soccer coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. I am joined as I am every week with Brian Lee from the Rice Owls and the head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, the mayor of Soccerville, Robbie Church. Brian, how are things down in Houston? It's still hot down there, huh? It it is hot. We had a nice Sunday game. Um, things are about as good as when, say, for example, you play two top twenty-five teams and you score five times in the two games. Should feel pretty good, shouldn't you? Yeah. You should. The, the problem is when you give up 10 going the other direction. <laughs> that doesn't feel so good. No, uh, it doesn't. No. Robbie, how are things in Durham, North Carolina? Well, uh, besides last week playing the world's longest soccer game, as we talked about in the last pod, <laughs> and then on, uh, on uh, Saturday flying up to New England into a hurricane, you know, who mm. thought you were the new england to play in a uh, there'll be a hurricane so you know i got to call at 10 30 at night on friday nights uh say, and of course a man my age is asleep by six o'clock so at 10 30 <laughs> is really late and who would um with with the administrator saying your flight has been canceled uh, uh yeah. we're leaving about one o'clock on saturday to go out there but then we have a crack staff of i travel people found another flight with, with Delta, thank you, Delta, with 34 seats, almost the exact same time. So we made it to Boston College, played well, got a win in the conference, and uh, and back home. Let's go over that real quick. Uh, you bring up a good point. Side note, not on the script. Off script, that's how we do here at College Soccer Nation. Favorite airline traveling with the team? Oh, yeah. Brian? Oh, United, out of our hub. We're United or Southwest out of Houston, and – the Southwest thing is they drive me crazy. So we buy a third of the plane and then yeah. they automatically give you C's. So yeah. you're all over the place in the back of the, we're, we're, we're basically paying for the flight. Throw us yeah. a bone. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that about Southwest. They, the, the flight attendants in our last flight came out and said, Hey, we'll save seats in the back. When they say family boarding, have your whole team come on after the A's. Right. So we do mm-hmm. that. And the, and the ticketing agent said, no, no, we don't do that anymore. So I'm with you. We're back to the back. And but I, I do like Southwest because, you know, I just make sure I get a good seat and make sure I have small people next to me. Because, you know, <laughs> Coach Ma is not the person you want to be sitting next to if you're a big person as well. Uh, it's not great. But uh, if you're asking me, I'm American all day long. Bring oh. me American. You don't like American, Robbie? Shoot me with American, please. Okay. The- I mean – all during it's, recruiting season, I got delayed in American. I got canceled American. I think they saw the name Church. It popped up over there, and they were that, that flight got canceled right yeah. away. Um, well, I don't was, like Delta because you got to go to Atlanta. Atlanta's brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, least, I mean, we and obviously I'm going through Dallas a lot right now, so um, right. American is the way. But yeah, we're uh, we're headed to Houston this weekend, Brian, on a United flight, direct flight. Uh, okay. Anyway, all right. 
Um, let's do this. Um, we're off and rolling, right? Everybody's in conference season. Now. I think officially everybody now is in the, in conference season. If they're not, they're starting, you know, this okay. week or next week. But I think we've all started, you know, the big power five schools have all started conference play and it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride already so far. But uh, we want to talk before we get into that, we want to talk about some of this 2025 recruiting committing. If you look at if you're on Twitter at all, it's nonstop players committing um, and doing their visits and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So I know we have some thoughts. Um, Brian, why don't you start with uh, thoughts that you have on the 2025, the way it's been going recruiting wise? Well, yeah. And I mean, they are coming off left and right. There's a couple of things. One, I think once a player or two from a club commits, everybody feel, feels yeah. the pressure to be done. Yeah. None of the last kid committed and then they'll start jumping on offers. So that the timing on that is so interesting for, for schools. Um, but more importantly than that, you know, I kind of find this a non-competitive situation when it comes to recruiting at a national level. So if we've got roughly 338 teams, I always miss that number by one or two. Yeah. This is like, hey, we're equally recruiting. There are six schools that if they're willing to offer a kid money, there are they won't lose to anyone but each other, if that makes sense. Does that make sense theoretically? Sure. And we have 347 schools. 347 schools. But really, so one school, yeah. six schools are holding a draft for a better way, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you think about this and who's missing. Would you argue any of them? So for me, UNC, Duke, Virginia, Stanford, UCLA, Penn State. If they want a kid, you ain't getting them. I don't care who you are. You know, South Carolina's been in top 20 for 10 years in a row now. They're not getting a kid over any of those six. Agree or disagree? Or talk about um okay so this is what i would say i I, first of all i i i on on the premise of it i agree so if those are six teams right and let's say in an average year they bring in six players so what you're saying is they're really fighting for the top 40 players in the country would that be accurate yeah yeah so we're talking about pretty much the top 40 players yeah the, the the top 40 you know national team players or pool players are being chosen through those six players pretty much. Yep. So let me ask you this, Coach Church, we have one of these people on this pod with us. <laughs> We're so delighted to have him. How many, I know you can't say names or anything, but how many 25s do you have currently committed to the university, Duke to do, sorry, Duke University? Uh, first of all, if they're draft picks, can I get a new draft pick? Can I, can, we, can I have a new draft pick? Can we kind of can we find the order? Of, how does Duke get to the top of the draft picks? Is that, uh, ping pong uh, balls, ping pong balls. We got to get some balls. ping pong balls. When, when will Duke ping pong balls pop up and get the number one draft pick? Okay, so that's the first thing. I have. Uh, we have six, Matt. To answer you your question, you have six. Oh, see, look at I nailed it, and I did not. Just so College Soccer Nation knows, I did not know that before. So he has six. So that's what we're talking about, Brian. Right? And, and are you done, Church? Exactly. You got a few more. Are you going to end with six-ish? Um, Maybe. You, you never say you're done, can you? Yeah, yeah, you, sure. Yeah, true. Okay, fair enough. Over. So, okay, so, we won't put you in that still, We got a couple of positions we're looking at, yeah. Okay, when, yeah. And during the 2025 cycle, have you yep. lost a kid 
to any of any school who's not on that list of six or the oh, other five? Good question. Good question. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's actually a really good point, Brian. Actually, so, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. I got to put an asterisk by it. No, maybe. <laughs> it may be the <laughs> one other that we didn't. So. Well, but I think that's it, right? I mean, I think that's it. I mean, I think you know you could go into some other other schools that certainly are fringy, right? Fringy in that group oh, that yes. you would think. You know, Santa Clara has got to be one that's you know fishing in some of those some of those California players, top players, right? Well, you know, who, else, who else, Brent? Santa Clara, great example because I kind of look at them a lot. We're a private school, and you know, trying to mimic other schools that look like you in doing well you want to know what jerry is very very best at finding the uh under the radar kid and developing them into something special that happens at santa clara a lot they're they they punch way above their recruiting level current day they used to recruit big time 10 years ago but that's so hard even for santa clara now um as the power conferences keep you know getting magnified um you know, and apart from them, I think Texas for a, a kid or two in Texas who might be elite can can recruit with those six. You know, for international. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Internationals, FSU, back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, Notre Dame probably used to be in that group. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but probably not currently. I don't know, I don't... Robbie. That's a good one for you. Notre Dame's an interesting one. For sure. Um, I think they're moving in that group. I think they're moving that direction a little bit. They probably fell out for a couple of years, but are definitely moving in that direction with Nate. Well, and, and well, Florida State's still getting really good players. Well, they get right? great players. They, they, they're getting good players. So they're not following. I, I agree with you. They are, when Mark was there, they were the king of the international player, right? They had the best internationals. But now Brian is still recruiting some very good, very good players. And, you know, I mean, I think he kind of, Kind of still in the top in Florida too, right? Like he's getting the top Florida guy, Florida players, which he's, is you when you start talking about the hotbeds, you know, the hotbeds yeah. of of the country, California, Texas, Florida, you know, those those but, flagship schools are, are are doing that. One of the interesting things there with that list, there was a time where maybe Florida could have been on it, um, and there certainly was a time Notre Dame was on it, but they're the only two of that. What what those six haven't done is have a down cycle where they had a bad year or two. Because in the end, whatever tier of recruiting you're in, you got to win. Kids want to yeah. go where you're winning. And Notre Dame and Florida probably fall off that a little bit because they won to the level of those six in the in recent history. Yeah. So, but, and I think the other one you have to mention is BYU, right? And they're, they're I mean, you're talking about Santa Clara, BYU. They obviously have a very specific niche, BYU, um, but they're getting really big time players. Clearly, I mean, guys that are. Well, you know, top two NWSL draft picks and stuff, you know, and, and how yeah. much of that is development too, but they're clearly, you know, in that, in that, certainly in that next tier for sure. Well, I'd love to, we got to get Rockwood on sometime because I would love to talk to her about the development aspect at a college where the kids get married early. That's no joke and get stability in their life and the, where you're not allowed to drink on campus. So they cannot yeah. run into a talented kid who likes to hit the, hit the bars Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, and and around the, and that is a certainly from a developmental standard or, uh, you can call it standard. BYU does a great job of the kids get better as they progress through the program and they get physically oh, yeah. strong, faster in every aspect. They're developing kids. 
But in that environment, you're, you've, you've taken away 70% of the problems that kids can create for themselves with stability in their life and, and uh, you know, not saucing it. Yeah. And, but let's keep it real too. I mean, she deals with, you know, players going on missions trips when they're like sophomores. True. So you have a, you know, all American player that all of a sudden has gone for a year. Right. I mean, it's, what? it's, imp- you, you cannot what? knock how impressive she has, she is and is doing at that, at that oh, school. I mean, it's fantastic. unbelievable. But, but even if they take a mission, then you've got a 23 year old senior right. on the back. Yeah. Who's another year older, but, yeah. uh, but, but obviously they don't recruit at the level of those six. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating, but it's right. But it is like, I mean, every day you click on, man, and I'm happy to commit to this university and that university. I mean, it is on right now. And I agree with you, Brian, on that. You, as soon as the club guys start start committing, it, it, it it's almost like a snowball. And it's amazing to me how many players are willing to cancel visits just to get it done because it's almost like it's backfired with the you can go on unlimited visits because now the kids are just getting worn out from it, right? We talked about that, like, they're just getting like I, I can't go on another visit, right? And and I get it, I get it. Like so, it's it's really changed the uh, dynamic. How was your August, Churchy, of uh, of trying to, you know, go through preseason recruiting, getting games ready? How'd that go for you? Well, it's not only kids are getting worn out. I think coaches, are getting, <laughs> especially old coaches, they're really getting worn out. August, I think you know, August was tough. August was really, really yeah. tough starting that first week of August with a lot of kids coming on campus. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, doesn't matter if you're that six, you're outside of six. And I think there's two teams in there. I think Southern Cal is another one that you can throw mm-hmm. in there. That's sure. Player. And I actually, you know, watch out what, um, watch out for Georgia too. I think Georgia can move mm-hmm. up pretty quickly, pretty quickly in that group. But I think, you know, I knew what was coming because I had been on the other side of when recruiting during the season. I'd seen what recruiting, we were away from it for many years. And I knew how tough it was during the season to always host families and players and stuff with it too. And it was, you know, again, I think this year kids wanted to get it done faster than, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Just last week I hit top drawer and I just was looking through that, you know, the top 150 to 200 people and how many people were already committed, as Brian said. It was crazy. It just wasn't at those six. It was all levels of teams, too. I think kids are just wanting to get this done earlier and coaches want to get it done. But but it's exhausting. You're trying the most important part of your season is that preseason training training part, I believe. And all of a sudden you're hosting, you know, we have people going out one morning and then people coming in one afternoon, the same afternoon. And you're just hosting them all during that period of time. It yeah. was tough. Yeah, well, no doubt. And if G, if G, if you listen to the pod, we really need access after the first phone call. This idea that we can't have them on campus till August 1st or meet yeah. with them in till right. August 1st. That is the dumbest thing. Okay, August 1st is our busiest time of year. Now kids can come to campus so you can go to their house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, you guys are, you're absolutely right. And we've been saying it right. And you know, we, we need some lobbying, no doubt about it. Um, okay. Let's keep it on moving. So uh, conferences started some big games, um, you know, some interesting results for sure. Maybe across the landscape. Um, you know, we'll talk about upsets later and team of the weeks, but I do have some RPI information I've broken down to give you guys, make it kind of interesting. So the the official RPI came out yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yes. And um, 
So I went through and looked at the top 40 now, right? So that's really the number. If you're inside the top 40 in the last RPI, you got a great shot of getting in. Very, very rarely does somebody in the top 40 not make it in, almost regardless of, of what they've done. But um, I think uh, as of today, and again, this RPI will change significantly. There'll be people that move up, you know, 70, 80, 90 spots even, depending on how they do in their conference play. But uh, really interesting, some numbers for you guys to to uh, dive into. Currently in the top 40, the ACC has seven teams. The SEC has seven teams. The Big Ten has seven teams. The uh, Pac-12 has only three. The Big 12 has five. The Ivy has two. The um, American has three. And the West Coast Conference has two. So my first question to you guys is this, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, all have seven. Now, again, let me read some of these names to you who the seven are. So the seven ACC teams, so just put in your hands, we don't have to say names, but put in your hands, how many do you, of these seven do you think are legit, feel com- confident that when it rolls around, they're in, okay? So ACC is North Carolina is one, Florida State three, Clemson six. Duke, 23, Virginia, 25, Pittsburgh, 27, Notre Dame, 28. And that's your top seven teams in, in uh, for the, the ACC. Any of those scream way? Probably not. You good with all seven? What do you think, Churchy? Yeah, no, good with all seven. Good with all Brian? seven. seven oh, all seven of those make the NCAA and – if gambling were legal, I'd bet your salary on it, Matt. Not mine. <laughs> okay. okay. That's All a right. big salary. All right. I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. SEC. <laughs> Alabama is five. Mrs. Now, again, this is seven. Are you putting all seven of these guys in? And you don't have to tell me who you are or not, just to, or of the seven. Alabama, five. Mississippi State, seven. Georgia, eight. Missouri, 10. Arkansas, 19. Tennessee, 31. South Carolina, 34. That's it. And then you got Vanderbilt down to 44 if you wanted to go a little bit deeper. That would put eight. But of those, we have put Vandy in, not in, in 44. Count them as eight. All right. Yeah. Man. So of those eight, how many of those eight do you got in? Six. First. Robbie says six. Six got, of eight. I have six of eight. Right, I tell you what, I think five will end up deserving. A six will make it because numbers get manipulated when you're that high through the non-conference. And that six one will lose their opening match to a mid-major in the NCAA. (laughs) It is interesting. You got to get all the way to, you got to get after Vanderbilt, you got to get down to 53 is the next SEC team. Um, and Ole Miss, and then, and actually, in the ACC, you got to get to fifty-one. A little team called Virginia. Um, is Virginia on the Virginia's five zero and three? They are five zero and three. Yep, and they are fifty-one. Interesting. Okay, all right, Big Ten. Let's do the big. So we got five, six. You're saying of the seven. Big Ten. You have Penn State is two. Uh, Iowa. Is that right? 
Yeah, Iowa is next at 15. Illinois is at 16. Nebraska is at 18. Wisconsin's at 20. Michigan's at 21. Indiana's at 37. And Northwestern will throw them in there. They're at 41. So right there in the 40s. So that's eight. How about that? There's some protection there, Brian, in, in, in the Big Ten. When you're looking there at, is. you know, 15, yep. 16, 18, 20, 21. I mean, that's some good teams to – and, I and you know, and you, you know we're, the team I didn't say was Rutgers. I don't know where they are. They're, they're on down the road there a little bit. So, anyway, yep. uh, of those eight, what? how many got in? Well, I need some background information first. How low is Rutgers? Because Rutgers is going to beat some of them. Well, how, you know, what's the bottom of the Big Ten? Uh, all right, Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers. I'm looking. Rutgers is 75. Okay. Anybody else? Who, who are the other Big Ten teams we're not talking about? Ohio here? State is 48. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Big Ten State, not because they're good enough to have Min- that many. Minnesota is 73. Oh, they're in great shape. The whole league. Yeah. How many did you say are in the top 40? There's eight in the eight in forty one. Northwestern's forty one. Yeah, I'm gonna take eight. There's too eight. much protection. Even the low teams still have a chance. All right, Robbie. So this is the one that jumped out at me that I was surprised when you read the numbers on it. The, the Big Ten with that many, and now you throw Northwestern in there. I I think there's six. Six. I think okay. there's six in there. Now I agree with Robbie on this. On a pure quality standpoint of teams, six. But the non-conference sets up your your final numbers, and there's too many of them in like the top seventy-five. And you got to yeah. lose that. Any of those teams in the top fifty, you can go, you know, below five hundred in your league for sure, as long as you don't lose to Maryland or I don't know who else I'm missing at the bottom of that. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. a loss to seventy-something Rutgers by Iowa is going to drop Iowa a little, but it's also going to move up Rutgers a ton. Well, you look at, you know, you, you got to think too, Michigan State's 95. They're 5-2-2. Two, and two. So yeah. they're going to move. That, that team's going up. That's one that you can see jump up 60 spots. Um, all right. To me, with, you know, like the SEC is going to end up with some some real season killers at the bottom of it, is my guess, RPI-wise. And the Big Ten, we're really only looking at like one, maybe two, who you lose to and yeah. you're really going to. That's a good point. All right. Uh, Pac-12. There's only three. Stanford, four. UCLA is 17. Southern Cal is 22. And you go down to Washington State is 43. So still probably in the mix. Yeah. So there's four there. I would feel good about all four of those. Yep. Me too. Um, Okay. Ivy. Interesting. Ivy, you know, but again, they haven't played many games yet. But Princeton's 24, Columbia's 32. Uh, Yale is 45. I mean, I watched Harvard play, man. They were good. Brown, 63, Harvard, 64. You don't see that. But again, how much there is, Harvard is five. Well, they played seven games, five, two, and two. Five, two, and one, sorry. Brown, four, one, and two. Interesting. Um, how many Ivy? Well, it's two if Princeton doesn't win the league, one if they do. Okay. Ooh, strong words there, Churchy. 
No, I, I, I see. I don't. There's one Ivy League I just don't think will get in, uh, and that's in that group. Uh, it could be replaced by three because I think Harvard could win their way in. Yeah. this thing. Har- Harvard's that's, could, man, but they may not have the agree. schedule to do it now. Yeah, All right, no, um, that was a game. tough loss. Yeah. All right, uh, West Coast, Santa Clara, thirteen. Uh, this one was a strong. Uh, Gonzaga was. Oh, Gonzaga, twenty-six. Those are the two. Their next best one is. Oh God. Um, might be no. Might be Pepperdine at eighty-one. Two, two, and five. Pepperdine is. That's it. That league's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Getting many numbers in. You know, you took you took uh, BYU out of there. You, which is uh, another good win. You know, sometimes, you know, even you play the top teams, it helps your RPI even if you lose. Yeah. But, um, and then let's – anybody – I mean, are we good with the two? Gonzaga and, and – uh, But they better not lose too many games against the people below them. Exactly. You, you, could, you, you could drop like a, a lead balloon pretty quickly. All right, and then the American, you've got uh, Memphis at 11 – you have North Texas at 33 and SMU at 35. And then the next one outside of 40 is – You better keep scrolling. I'm scrolling 104, East Carolina. Yikes. So you got three. Those three – I mean, I'll, those three going to go unscathed through the league, Brian? I don't see it. Nope. I I think they have a chance, but there's too many. There's a lot of landmines. Yeah, yeah. I think a bunch of the AC, AAC teams are undervalued in the RPI. I mean, you got to go to East Carolina. That's hard. Um, yeah. There there are some really tough places to play, especially when you're on the road. But I mean, look at the list of names under SMU of wins. As long as they're yeah. in the ballpark, if they're 57 or below, they're going to get in. They have too yeah. many good wins. Well, um, you hope you hope so. You, you got to for them. You got to hope. You know, Tennessee holds up, right? And Baylor and, and Oklahoma State hold up. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So Big Twelve, we didn't do. We skipped them. That's my bad. Um, most important league. All right. So your Big Twelve, you have Texas Tech is nine. BYU. So, how many of these are the five? BYU is twelve. Uh, then you go down to UCF is thirty-eight, TCU is thirty-nine, Texas is forty. Next one is forty-nine, Oklahoma State. That would be six in the top fifty-ish. How many? How many do they get? Five. They'll get five of that. Of That'd that be a six. good year. That'd be a good year for for the Big Twelve. Well, and obviously brought in, you know, some good schools. Um, okay, I agree with the five. Yeah, pretty interesting, isn't it? At this yeah. at this stage, with a lot of games, left, right? We all have eight, nine, ten games left. It almost starts to look a little. I mean, if we take all those all those teams you guys just said, and and obviously you have some some. Um, automatic qualifiers in there, right? You'll have eight automatic qualifiers out of that. But if you – if I didn't add it up, but it's got to be close to 35, 38 teams, 40 teams, uh, probably 35 teams. 
that we're saying are could be already picked halfway yeah. through. It's hard. It's hard to see, like Churchy's saying. It's hard to see, you know, seven, six, seven, eight of those ACC teams not getting in, right? Well, they have they've so, done they've done their job. Yeah, you so know, protection. Yeah, and their only landmine teams are what Syracuse, Miami, Boston College, maybe NC State without the goalkeeper. Louisville struggling. Louisville, Louisville maybe. yeah, but. Those teams are also so – I mean, there's two sides to this when we talk about this stuff. We all watch them play. We, I've seen most of those yeah. teams we're talking about. And there's opportunity and there's quality of the actual team. And the opportunity is opportunity for good wins and opportunity for landmines that torpedo your season. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And Virginia wasn't one of those seven, right? No. They were not. I'd like to amend yeah. mine, Tay. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're 51. We haven't played yeah. Virginia yet, so I'd definitely like them in mind and, and make sure, <laughs> make sure, Steve, that you know you have eight on my boat, okay? All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go with uh, some big games, Churchy. What we got? Oh, this leads us into big games. Okay, here Please we go. Let's right into it. Very smooth. So, uh, we start on Wednesday, and we start in the Patriot League. I think you have Loyola and Navy playing each other. Loyola hosting Navy. Thursday jumps right in. The team that you talked about is going to beat a lot of people. Always a big game in the Big Ten is Rutgers is hosting a Penn State. Penn State. Ooh. Quietly. I really think Penn State's been pretty quiet. 7-0 oh, award. I don't know if they've gotten the recognition that, that they should. But So uh, going into the ACC, Virginia is hosting North Carolina. Two undefeated teams. Virginia at 5-0-3. Oh, North Carolina at 6-0-3. Oh, also in the mm. ACC, Duke is hosting Notre Dame. SEC. How about this? This one surprised me. I was looking at games. Kentucky undefeated, six zero and two. I saw that. Uh, that was on. Mm. The, so Kentucky six zero and two is hosting South Carolina, seven one and one. Mm. So that's that's going to be a really big game in in that group too. AAC Texas El Paso and Memphis is a test uh, is a playing SEC. Or how about this one? Who would pay money? You pay a lot of money to see this. Arkansas and Alabama. Just watch the sidelines. At, at Arkansas. At, at, at Arkansas. Just sit on, just watch the side. I wish they have a sideline camera. Can we get that live? <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I got one for you. In college soccer, those are two of the top five most likely to die during a game. <laughs> if, when it happens, they got a 40% chance of it being one of those two. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing to me to see Wes who is a calm, cool, collected guy, and then yeah. something snaps, and he goes, he's doing the airplane on the sideline when he scores, and he he, uh, he flicks, flicks a switch. Well, There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Wes, though, yeah, Wes got kind of doubles down. I mean, younger Colby, maybe. Wes yeah. also yeah. might be number one most likely to get in a fist fight on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Carolina game. Did you see a little yeah, bit? Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, like he did. He got into it with G a couple years ago. I mean, he's not afraid, man. He, he gets fiery <laughs> on the sideline. So. Okay. Oh, here's another Sorry, right Jim. behind it. Big 12, Texas hosting Texas Tech. That Ooh. is a, there's a yeah. big game. Big East, St. John's hosting Georgetown. Always a rivalry there. Southern Conference, Furman's hosting East Tennessee. Big 12, uh, Houston's hosting UCF. UCF is another team that probably hasn't got the credit they deserve this year. It's a very, very good team. Um, um, 
Big Ten, Illinois hosting the undefeated Indiana Hoosers. How about that? It's 7-0-2 after last year's run. Sunbelt, James Madison hosting Marshall, two at the top of the, the league there. Um, also, the Sunbelt, Louisiana Monroe hosting Georgia State. Um, teams that are getting close, both of them closely. SEC, Mississippi State at 6-1-2, still host, hosting the dangerous still Texas A&M. And then the Big Ten, Wisconsin hosting Iowa. And again, Iowa, you you mentioned earlier when you looked at it, was asked the question, 6-0-2, yes, they are, which is which is what a, what a great start with it, too. AAC, Battle of Texas, uh, North Texas and Rice, Big Ten, Big Ten, Nebraska, uh, or sorry, Ohio State hosting Nebraska in a big, um, important game. Oh, that's a good game. That is a big game, too. Southern Conference, Western Carolina is is traveling to Birmingham to play the picker and uh, a big Southern Conference match. Sunbelt game, Georgia Southern, South Alabama, and then also Southern a big Southern game is Mercer, UT Tattanooga with that, too. So, Fridays, we move on. Great game in the uh, – yeah, great, great game. Now we're getting into the pack when they're playing each other for the very last time. How about that? Wow, that's, that's true. That's going to be oh, really true. interesting as they start their play for the last season. So Colorado, who's having a great year, is hosting UCLA. Uh, Washington Ooh. State Washington State is having a great year, hosting Stanford over there. And then Utah is also hosting Southern Cal. So those are all the main games on Friday nights. Saturday, Saturday is a big Summit League game. Denver is hosting Oral Roberts, and Ivy League is starting to crank up to them Saturday night with Harvard, which we talked about needs those wins, also is hosting Brown during that time. Ton of games on Sunday. Let's get started. North Carolina hosts Florida State. How about that? Oh, love it. Love it. Kickoff of the ACC Network, I think. There's North Carolina, Florida State. Penn State hosts Nebraska. Great game. Great Mm. game in the Big Ten. SEC, Tennessee, South Carolina. SEC, Vandy going to to Alabama. A-10, Dayton going to St. Louis. Top two teams. Top Mm. two teams. A-10, Pittsburgh. uh, Pittsburgh, ACC, Pittsburgh hosting Notre Dame. Watch out for Pitt. They are legitimate. Um, ACC, Virginia going to Wake Forest. And then in the WCC Pacific, which is 6-3-1, and one, is, going, is going to Santa Clara. A um, couple more games is in the Big East. DePaul is hosting Xavier. Big East, St. John's is going to Connecticut. Sun, Sun Belt is Old Dominion. Again, eight games in. Old Dominion is undefeated, <laughs> going to uh, – to Georgia Southern, we gotta give everybody a little love. Every every <laughs> a little love here. WAC Utah Valley goes to Grand Canyon. Big, Big Twelve Oklahoma goes to Houston. Big Ten Northwestern goes to Indiana. Get your tickets now; they're on sale quickly. Okay, Atlantic Sun, Florida Gulf Coast going to North Alabama, and finishing up in the Big Ten is Michigan State. It's traveling with us. We're done. That's it. Yeah, we were here for ESPN, Churchy. Uh, the excitement that he brings in Louisiana Monroe versus Georgia State. Let's Man, go. They deserve well, it. They're having a good year. I'm not saying that, the coaches. I'm not mentioning no, the coaches. I'm mentioning no, the team. No. <laughs> that, that Florida State Carolina game is a big game, but who's main play this week, Robbie? <laughs> oh, the, the Black Bears. 
The Black Bears cracked our top ten. They actually cracked the ACC uh, top ten uh, at six zero and three. Well done, Black Bears. <laughs> I mean, nothing brings more enthusiasm enthusiasm to the college soccer nation than our own Robbie Church and his his games of the week. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. I love it. I may need a retire. I may need a retirement <laughs> job in a few years, so I'm trying to find one out there. Well, you know, with these commercials that we're getting on our show now, you're you're going to be rolling in it, Churchy. You're going to be rolling in it. Uh, I'm going to listen. Then I'm going to cherry pick a couple of those and send Robbie some highlights from him. With like... <laughs> the one I wrote down was Louisiana Monroe, Georgia State, a big How game it? in the Sun Belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good, huh? That was good. All right. the, the enthusiasm is what I love, Churchy. It's fantastic. Good. The SEC, oh, it's great. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, upsets of the week. I mean, I think there was a humongous upset of the week. It Was there not? Does anybody want to pick which one that might have been? I mean, we the can number pick. One team in the number one team in the country losing to Utah State. Utah State 1-0 over BYU. But, I mean, that's a – you know, the, the schedule is so important. They played their first ever Big 12 game at home, right, against yeah. D.C. It's a banger, yeah. three. And then they got to turn around and get on a bus and go to Utah State two days yeah. later. Did you see that, the crowd? Did you see the crowd? I did, They rushed yeah. the field. It was freaking huge. But, no, I think the bigger issue is they played on Saturday after playing that Thursday night, right? And, yeah. again, the, I mean, BYU doesn't have a choice. they got to play Saturdays or, or Mondays, right? So, yeah. It's a tough – like, I, I give Jen Jen, uh, Jen Rockwell all the credit in the world, right? Like, she's not afraid. She'll play anywhere, anytime. You know, we talk about Kobe like that. She's very similar. She'll play – yep. She, you know, she went out – a few years ago went out to Auburn and, you know, went over to Arkansas, on, you know, on, on short rest or whatever. She, she you know, Petroselli and I get get um, going on this all the time about people that don't schedule on Thursday and play on Sunday, right, and how it's – I just think that's wrong. I don't agree with that. I would never do that. Um, I think it's wrong. Chris disagrees. Chris says, you know, hey, you get to pick your own schedule, blah, blah, blah. But Jen Rockwell clearly doesn't care. She'll play anywhere, anybody, anywhere, anytime, which is really, really impressive. But certainly going into a tough environment there. But Utah State was packed. I mean, packed with uh, with people and and, uh, and good for them. Good for them with a huge, huge win in that state for sure. Sure. But I'm I am certainly glad that the Oklahoma Sooners are not playing BYU this Thursday or Sunday. It's oh, uh, gonna be a tough game. Who they have? They have Baylor at Baylor, Baylor in Oops. Texas. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, any other upsets other than that one? That was obviously the biggest one of the weekend, I would think, for anybody. I have another one actually. Besides that one, too. Anybody else got one? I've got one. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. You mean, um, so I am gonna pick Princeton over Georgetown. Three mm. two. I think that's a huge game up in the reach up in the Northeast. It's a huge game. Both of them recruit kind of similar kids from the same areas there. And for Princeton, I think that just kind of puts Princeton, you know, in a, in a strong Ivy league, I think coming out of the non-conference going into league play, I think you've got to put Princeton at the top of the Ivy league right now. Go ahead, Brian. You going? Uh, yeah. Lamar won Xavier nil. Yeah. 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 Now, and and to be fair, obviously I watched that game. It's all Xavier for 58 minutes, and in the 59th minute, they get a red card on a breakaway. That's a legit 50-50. Does it get called or not? Um, or is it red or not? And then the whole game changes, 
and Lamar's at home and they smell an upset and, and uh, got it done. Yeah. I've got a, I've got, how about St. John's uh, beating Harvard or through back in the Ivy, but that's uh, I mean, Harvard was up two nothing cruising and then went up, I think they went up three, two and they went up four, three, or they went up three, they went up three, two. And then uh, St. John's scored two late ones to beat them four, three. So um, huge upset. All right. Team of the weeks. What we got? Robbie, you team of the week. I'm going to take between Princeton or St. John's and their big upsets. And I'm going to stay with Princeton. Princeton's the one that beat Georgetown, highly ranked, highly ranked national team. I think they were top 10 at the time. So my team of the week is Princeton Tigers. So all, all this, all this work he does to get the schedules right. He doesn't do much work on the upsets of team of the week. Does he Brian? He took the same team for both. That's there's seven of them over here. Oh, you well, stayed I, with Princeton. I Princeton's could pick great. this other I could pick this one down here now if you keep talking. <laughs> I could pick this one right <laughs> down here on this on this line, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going away yeah. from that one. Don't hey, okay. <laughs> there's no quicker way to get off this podcast yeah that's right, that's right. you asked about your selling he thought he had a, he thought he was mr funny man too what's he doing now right <laughs> all right what do you got brian i i'm gonna take uh a little under the radar but loyola maryland with a win over boston U, traditional power in the patriot oh, good one. um joe and kevin dempsey have done a great job of you know yeah. as elevating that program year to year and that one kind of announced them as a real challenger for the league title and if they get navy this weekend they're the they're the front runner yep wow that, and that was a, and that was a game of the week that was a game of it the was week. it was one of the game of the weeks that's game. right yep um that and the other 300 games that he mentioned all right uh no churchy i really quite like that segment now it's very very good you give everybody love it's very nice uh i'm gonna go with stanford the big win over santa clara right they uh huge win over santa clara um, Stanford quietly is climbing back up into where they, you know, have spent a lot of time in that top five and, and, um, you know, in the nation. And so, uh, good for them, Stanford with a big, I mean, it's tough. It's always a great game, right? Stanford, Santa Clara. So congratulations to the Cardinal. All right. Uh, anything else? Any other topics, boys? It's been another fun pod. Always enjoyable. We, uh, we are going to get back to guests. We just, some of us are trying to figure out how to keep the ball out of the net and and uh, score more in the in the net than we are out of the net, and it's fun times all over college soccer. But I will say this: it's it's a great time of the year of this uh, great time of the season, right? The conference games are are really intense, and and everybody kind of starting to figure themselves out, and um, you know, it's it's a it's a fun time, a little nerve wracking for the coaches for sure, but um, you know, hopefully everybody. Uh, continues to perform at the level they want. Uh, yeah, it's right here. Yeah. As we get these conference games, the conference has done a great job of trying trying to get into more single game weeks. So the quality of the games is about to go up as well as we hit conference play. Which well, is not all not all conferences, Brian. The Big Twelve's got four straight two two games a weekend. I, I do not understand that. I do not understand why we do that. And obviously, I've only been in it for one year. I'm only here for one year, but. We have the next four weekends in a row. We have two games every weekend. That's wow. insane. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's tough. And yeah. make, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then our last game of the year is October 23rd. 
So there'll yeah. be four teams that are done October 23rd. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, I didn't I wasn't involved in the scheduling. Um so good luck, boys. Churchy, you have who? Yep. We've got a double we've got two games. So we are one, two, one, two during the week. So we're two week. We got the fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And we also have the backyard rivalry here, the Derby with NC State with back. So both home nice. games. We're, we're nice for you. And Brian, we have who? Uh, well, you weren't paying attention to Robbie. We have the North Texas Mean Green. We're oh, traveling, yeah. you know, and probably Texas Derby, but the, the two most successful teams in the recent history of Conference USA trying to get it done in the AAC. So it'd be a good game. Yep. Awesome. And just one game? Just one game. Three weeks oh, in a row. Nice. We have just one game right now. Really? Nice. That's correct. Uh, that's nice. Uh, well, we have uh, Kansas State uh, is rolling in here on Thursday night, and then we head down to Houston to take on the uh, one of the new members of the Big 12 in the Houston Cougars. So looking forward to that um, and looking forward for the games. Good luck, fellas. Good luck, everybody that's listening. We appreciate your support of College Soccer Nation. We'll be back on uh, next week, same time. Good luck, boys. College Soccer Nation is out.